I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, we ride with Blue Tech, the electronic artist who has been enchanting me for all of this century. He's just completed an album quartet, The Four Horsemen of the Electrocalypse. Hear about his music and his expansive body-covering tribal tattoos. Before we hear from Blue Tech, I want to tell you about a new album by veteran electronic composer Kevin Keller. It's called Ice World. Kevin Keller has been an Echo's favorite for many years, combining classical influences and beautiful, subtle sound design to create his wonderfully visceral and emotional soundscapes. Kevin Keller was the first musician to whom I applied the term ambient chamber music. But with Ice World, he's traded in strings for an array of vintage synthesizers and modern samplers, conjuring up beautiful and often joyful images of snowy landscapes and distant planets. Kevin Keller's Ice Worlds is available from iTunes, Amazon, Bandcamp, and other online retailers. And now let's saddle up for the Electrocalypse with Blue Tech. Blue Tech is the performance persona of Evan Bartholomew. He's a musician who's been entrancing listeners with his deep and melodic sound designs since his debut album, Prima Materia, released in 2003. He's a modern artist in every way, plugged in, DJing, tattooed up, and seeking transcendence in music. I talked to him on Skype. Blue Tech's music is a soundtrack of the 21st century, but on one of his recent albums, Liquid Geometries, he nods to an earlier influence from before his birth. There is a definite nod to Berlin School on that record. It's category of musicians and a style that I followed for a long time, and I wanted to pay a little bit of respect to that without making a tangerine dream meets Blue Tech record. It was more a methodology of like, cool, I'm definitely using the Moogs. You know, I'm, I'm using the Moog modular, big sounds, you know, Hable's Krautrock phaser, these kind of like classic pieces of gear that are, that are going to get me at least in an aesthetic world. And I made a commitment early on that this, this was a sequencer-driven ambient record. As a musician who had created most of his music in the box with just computers and programs, Bartholomew had to think about his compositions from a different angle, and that meant... Approaching the composition process the way I, I imagined was happening in the 70s Berlin School, which is, you know, there, there were more rudimentary sequencers. You had eight steps or 16 steps, or with Buchle, you had five steps, and you had to make those five steps work. So I, I tried to be a bit reductionist in my process and limit myself to analog equipment, analog sequencers. 
Bluetech's music is marked by complex, cyclical relationships like a Rubik's Cube spinning, rotating, and reconfiguring in space. Liquid Geometry's title was very much like, that is the closest I've ever gotten to describing my process of writing. I often liken my creative process to watching a sculpture turn over time. So new angles reveal themselves, you know, you see these crazy wind metal sculptures that are creating oscillating patterns and then, you know, it turns and oh, there's a whole nother piece there. Like that's 100% the way I approach music. So when I'm listening, I'm very much about smoothing the hard edges of the production process and allowing specific pieces to slowly reveal themselves that may be a different rhythm, but the geometries all work together. Evan Bartholomew is a striking figure, even on Skype. His hair is cut short with fades on each side, his ears hang with large gauges, and his body is covered with tattoos, many of them having a tribal Maori look to them. Uh, they're actually not. I mean, uh, Maori-esque in that they're, they have kind of a curve and a spiral to them. They're, they're inspired by early uh, Indo-European Scythian horse nomad designs. It's the farthest back I can go in my own genetic history and find uh, indigenous tribal designs, actually. So I personally am not a fan of borrowing designs from other cultures and putting them on my body. So I did my research and, and the farthest back that I could go and find tribal body art in my own genetic lineage, this was it. The beginning of 2019 marked the end of a long journey for Bartholomew with the release of the final edition of a quartet of albums, The Four Horsemen of the Electrocalypse. It began with The White Horse in 2016 and concluded with The Pale Horse in 2019. Ask Bartholomew about it and he'll begin with a technical take. All the numbers he reels off are the names of drum machines and synthesizers. I was gonna, you know, explore my love of 808s and 909s and 303s and the SH-101 and use that as, as a starting point to, uh, to, to make a nod to Electro, which is a broken beat form that kind of uh, came to fruition around the same time as Detroit Techno. Uh, you had Africa Bombada, kind of kind of classic, uh, it's often a sci-fi theme to the music. Uh, always going to hear that, that 808, 303, classic Roland, uh, TB303 bass line is very common in electro music. You know, in many ways, it's it's they're not really electro albums. Purists would, would definitely not consider them electro but for me it was, it was at least a nod to some classic electro trips Although Bartholomew likes to talk tech, there is more to his Four Horsemen of the Electrocalypse than that. It begins with his youth, growing up in a Christian family that didn't allow him to listen to contemporary music. And although Bartholomew didn't follow that spiritual path, that's where the imagery of the Four Horsemen begins. 
I will say I have a long-standing love of uh, kind of the mystical sides of religion and, you know, surrealist, you know, uh, Book of Revelations, Eyes Within Eyes, you know, Flaming Horsemen, all this kind of stuff to me is like freaking awesome. It's like a, you know, sci-fi movie. I love that stuff. He's also playing on the contemporary iterations of that idea. I mean, there's definitely been a global political shift and environmental shift and things that like if I were of a still of a religious persuasion would be very easy to draw associations with oh it's the end times you know every millennium people are oh it's the end times it's the end times so I I wanted to kind of nudge nudge wink wink about it and be like cool you know it might be the end times but uh, let's let's at least uh, have some humor about addressing it. Beyond the technical and religious elements, Evan Bartholomew more reluctantly reveals a personal aspect. I went through my dad passing away, family member getting sick, all things that necessitated me returning from Hawaii. So I had to basically give up the house that I had built and like it, it was a massive process of transition and transformation for me. So yeah, absolutely. The Four Horsemen was started after that period of loss. I was acknowledging that it was there and I think that that a lot of emotions that I, that I didn't know how to feel in any other way worked themselves out through the music. Music of Blue Tech's Four Horsemen series is a bit darker than his other recordings, and the covers of the relevant horsemen emerging out of lurid, apocalyptic landscapes point to foreboding themes. The Four Horsemen, of course, are all about the Last Judgment, representing death, war, pestilence, and famine. As a precursor to a period of rebirth and utopia. So, you know, even looking at the darker side, for me, there's always that understanding that the dawn after the storm is a really special time. Evan Bartholomew is certainly sounding optimistic these days. His latest Blue Tech albums include The Four Horsemen of the Electrocalypse, The Pale Horse, and Liquid Geometries on The Din Label. He's also reissued his debut album, Prima Materia, on vinyl. The apocalypse never sounded so good. You can get a hold of Blue Tech's The Four Horsemen of the Electrocalypse or Liquid Geometries by going to our website at echoes.org. There'll be a link there in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, I'm going to keep it plugged in and electronic when we talk with Elion. He's another electronic artist who put out his first official album, Dreams Beyond Terror, recently. His producer, guitarist David Helpling, also sits in. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast. See you next week 
tonight are online right now on Echoes.